So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Certified listing agent, five-star review by Sharon Dillon. Sharon says, many nuggets. Thank you, thank you, thank you all. And she means all because there's eight agents cranking out their listing appointment on this one course. If you're not the best listing agent in your market after doing this course, I don't. I, you're not paying attention. But we have quizzes inside to make sure you are paying attention. So if you want to try this out, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. And you can try out the certified listing agent course for seven bucks. That's a buck a day. Try it out. Try it out. Try out just one part of it. Do whatever you want. Just go in there. Get access for a dollar a day for your first seven days. It's a no-brainer. And then be like Sharon. Sharon, thank you and congratulations. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, guys. Well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow, I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. What is going on, real estate rock stars? This is your State of the Market update with Kevin Kaufman. And today, my co-host is another gentleman with a great first name. Meet Kevin. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, man. Hey, I, uh, I'm so glad to have you here. Pat could not be here today. He's in some meetings for one of his other companies, and he arranged for you and I to do uh, this week's show together. And he's, man, he said a lot of good stuff about you. So I'm stoked to be able to, uh, to share the uh, share this, uh, this episode with you, Kev. Do me a favor. Just give us a quick introduction, man. Who's me, Kevin? I know you've been on Real Estate Rockstars before, but this also goes out to my podcast, Next Level uh, Agents, as well as my Facebook group, Next Level Agents, too. So I'd love to be able to, to introduce you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so I'm Meet Kevin. I am a real estate broker out in Ventura, California. I've got a median home price of around 600K out here. So I do somewhere between 50 to 70 deals per year, just sort of depending. Uh, it's mostly myself and two employees. So it keeps me pretty busy, but in pretty much the leftover time that I have, I like to make YouTube videos and share information about real estate. 
That is awesome. Well, I got to tell you, man, I got a little special place in my heart for YouTube videos. Back in the day, like 2009 is when we started it. Uh, my business partner, Fred Weaver, and I started a, a show called uh, Short Sale Power Hour, which at the time was all YouTube. And it was all about educating uh, agents on short sales and how to deal with these pesky banks. And we got into a little bit of trouble ourselves back in the day. Maybe not quite to the extent that you have, but we, we definitely caused caused a, a couple people uh, a few sleepless nights, that's for sure. Golly. Aye, aye, aye. Well, hey, you know what? That can happen on social media. <laughs> right? All right, man. Well, hey, Kev, again, I appreciate you joining us this week for the State of the Market. Uh, and, you know, the first headline that popped off that I wanted to talk about was uh, Charles Opler, who's the, the vice president of NAR, National Association of Realtors, is the dude's in a couple different lawsuits right now uh, over acquisitions that his company has gone through and these, some deals that have gone sour. And so as a realtor, as a member of NAR, I'm curious – I guess I'm curious. I'm not even sure how I feel about this. I mean, I find this interesting. You're in you're in a lawsuit. You're you're kind of the leader of my trade organization, or one of the leaders, I should say. And you're in a couple uh, lawsuits over the way you've done business. Should I be worried about that? Yeah, I mean, it never sounds good. I mean, even just the phrase lawsuit sucks. And I've had experience with that as well. So I, I get that feeling of, oh, there are two sides. And then there's really this third side called the truth, right? But the problem is when you're at the helm of one of the largest lobbies in the United States of America, you probably need to have some more PR involvement <laughs> before you, you, know, you, you get involved into uh, issues like this. Yeah, I agree. And I noticed, I know Inman had reported on this. I'm sure a few other outlets had too, but uh, couldn't, get a, uh, couldn't get an answer, couldn't get a comment from NAR or from uh, Mr. Oppler himself on this. And that to me is never reassuring when, when your company doesn't want to back you, uh, at least publicly say, you know what, we support them. I'll take that over and no comment all day long. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it's curious to me. Yeah, no comment is, oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, to me, at least, at least something like, hey, look, yeah, there's a disagreement going on. Obviously, we think we're right. They think they're right. Let's see what happens. But we're going to you know, see it through. Something like that, right? Uh, the, the disappearance is always kind of like, hmm, you know, what's, what, what uh, settlement uh, did you get tied up into already that you can't talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, too, and it's not like, you know, it's not like he just became VP uh, of NAR. I mean, this is a guy who's served it for NAR in some capacity or another since 2003. I mean, he's been the NAR uh, presidential advisory groups. He's chaired the Realtor Party Coordination or, or RPAC Trustee Committee. I mean, he's been heavily involved. And when I, when I see this, I just wonder, like, you know, to it gives the impression like was he used throwing his weight around in these negotiations for these oh, for acquisitions sure. and yeah. <laughs> you know and I'm I'm certainly not accusing him of them but as an NAR member I'm going I'd, I'd actually like a comment I'd like to know that he's that he's good 
Yeah, like, you know, or can we feel comfortable knowing, like, at least, like, let's clarify, hey, like, where are our dues going here, okay, because a uh, real estate uh, lobby has uh, a lot of issues that need to be solved for real estate agents and realtors, right? Uh, there, there's so much beneficial we could be talking about in terms of helping realtors, but, uh, hey, you know, if somebody at the top is swinging around their weight and getting into, uh, getting into trouble, it's definitely a bad representation, uh, I think the NIR needs to come out and say something where at least maybe even say, hey, you know what, we need to, uh, maybe they even need to keep their distance until this settles. Yeah, I I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, it just doesn't sound good. Who knows? We'll keep our eyes on this. I, I hope Pat and I don't have anything else to report back on uh, this particular subject uh, big later this year, but my hunch is we'll probably swing back around to this because uh, that's a big deal in my opinion. So They always come back around <laughs> like two years later and 500 grand later, right? <laughs> oh, Ouch. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, you know, something else that caught my eye over the last, uh, the last week since uh, Pat and I's last episode on State of the Market was was actually an opinion piece. So this isn't news. I want to make sure that I'm totally clear here. Listeners, viewers, this is, I'm not reporting on something that has happened. I'm, re I'm, I'm discussing an opinion piece here, okay? So uh, Kevin and I were chatting beforehand because he had seen this as well. And there was an opinion piece put out by uh, Brad Inman uh, so of, of Inman News saying that he thought Remax should buy Redfin. And I thought, that's, Gosh, man, that's an interesting thought. That's a pretty bold statement to make and go put in the probably the highest visited kind of news uh, website in our industry uh, to say that Remax should buy Redfin. Does he know something I don't know? Or is he really just kind of doing that thing that Brad does where he thinks of crazy outlandish shit to say just to see how people will respond to it? Or is there something more here? What, what are your thoughts on that, Kev? Wow, I didn't even take the uh, uh, you know point of view of wait a minute, you know this guy's in journalism. Who knows? He could uh, he could be knowing something that we don't know. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, if it actually happened, uh, that that would be pretty incredible because it would really mark up the fight against Keller Williams and Coldwell for a company like Remax by basically integrating a discount brokerage into itself. That'd be kind of weird. I, gee, what are you thinking about that? You know, I'll tell you when I, I don't hate the idea for either company. A couple, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, we saw that they, these two companies had inked a deal because Redfin, as you know, delivers a ton of leads all around the country because they generate a ton with their website uh, and, and their app. I mean, most people I know use that app. I mean, it is one of the more well-known apps. And there's a lot of places where they don't operate as brokerage, so they've got referral partners, and they came up with this exclusive agreement with Remax to work in the locations they're not currently in, uh, exclusively with Remax. And Remax has been a brand that I've noticed is they're starting to make some changes. They realize that they can no longer get by just on being Remax, right? It used to be like with the agent population and even the general public, like the balloon, if you will, meant something. And I think it's lost that luster. And they finally have realized that. They've made an initiative around video. They're trying to kind of, they're really trying to make an initiative around technology. And I'll, I'll tell you, as a former KW agent myself, you don't just become a, a, a technology company overnight. Like you don't go from one thing to another. Not that big of a shift. And I mean, KW's struggling. They've been at it for four years now saying, we're a tech company, we're a tech company. And they still haven't done it. Uh, and so I know that Remax, I'm, 
is probably also facing something similar to get. So if they could maybe find a way to partner, merge, acquire whatever with Redfin, I could see how from that standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, you, Redfin's this thing that's so consumer friendly and all about the, the consumer and making sure their experience is amazing. Uh, and their agents currently are salaried uh, with a very small bonus system. So to bring in Remax agents, I mean, I just, it seems like it would dilute the messaging somewhere. What do you, how, what do you think? Like, could this even happen? Could it work? That's really interesting. I've never actually thought that mergers were a good idea. And something you just hit on is so right on. Yeah, look, Redfin has this amazing app. I, I hate to say that because overall, I don't really like the idea of trying to uh, assembly line, uh, you know, uh, real estate transactions and, and reducing competitiveness in the neighborhood. So by eliminating what other agents do by providing, you know, them providing more services, but Redfin providing maybe less services at a lower cost. So you know, obviously that out of the way, the Redfin app, I mean, it is great. And you're so right. It's okay. Here's a tech company. But then over here, we've got Remax, a company that has grown on the basis of how many people can we get under sort of the hot air balloon brand and how much market share can we get where you have Redfin. That's again, I hate to say it, but highly selective with a lot of their listing agents, at least from the experience that I've seen, or even their partner agents. I interviewed uh, as a partner agent back in 2012. And I'll tell you, they put me through like three or four rounds of interviews. And I was blown away by that. All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? how to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word TRIAL to 444-999. That's T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. Now, I don't think they necessarily do the same with some of the buyer's agents. You know, some of the buyer's agents that mostly will unlock the door for you when you call in. I don't know about that. I could be wrong there. But uh, what I definitely see is, is what's in your message is two different worlds here. We got, uh, again, a tech company, one that's based around an app and data, and then some, you know, really kind of picky choosing for their higher paid positions, probably. And then over on Remax, you've got a legacy brand that has really just focused on growth of people, not necessarily technology. So I don't see any kind of merger like that being good. If one absorbed the other, there'd be a lot of people without jobs. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's interesting. Uh, just the way Brad titled this story was like Remax should buy Redfin. Then he, he, he went on to point out the fact that 
Redfin's got a larger market cap. Now, they do have uh, some debt. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't believe Remax has any debt, but it's only, I say only, valued at about uh, just about $1.25 billion or $1.24 billion, whereas uh, I believe Redfin's uh, market cap's a little over $2 billion these days. Uh, so, that I mean, that would be interesting and just you know, someone's got to give up some major equity to make this happen. I, I don't know if it could happen again. And maybe, I don't know if Brad knows something we don't, or if this is just him kind of throwing shit out there, hoping guys like us will talk about it and just to see what happens. Uh, who knows? But I do think it's an interesting proposition. And I could see why both of these companies may be feeling a pinch because when you look at the type of money Compass has raised, when you look at the money Open Doors raised, when you look at the money Zillow has uh, on this sort of like this this tech side of our industry, right? And then you compare it to the brokerage side of our industry with the, the traditional brokerages, Remax obviously being a, a mainstay there, but like the the Rheology and the NRT brands, Keller Williams and Home Services and EXP, these are all companies that are for the most part growing and thriving. And it seems like both these companies Remax and Redfin both are kind of, I don't want to say they're lost, but they're definitely not leading the way in, court, in sort of their sect of, of the industry. Yeah, I think you almost have uh, this, the Redfin growth fueled by it being maybe one of the front runners, one of the first sort of, oh, we're going to revolutionize the tech space, but, uh, you know, didn't get into the instant offers that they have as quickly as, or the Redfin now as quickly as uh, competitors came up like uh, Open Door, which I think is going to be really interesting. And I think us as realtors will have to focus a lot on educating our community that, hey, you know what, maybe wholesaling your house isn't going to be the best idea. And that'll sort of help preserve agents as the people that can provide a maximum amount of service, but then also be paid appropriately for that. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Kev, because the next story I wanted to talk about is Zillow has now officially been going at Zillow offers, if you will, for a year. It has been one year now. I think their anniversary might have been two, actually two or three days ago. But so they announced their sort of their launch of Zillow offers exactly a year ago and they started buying houses. I'm here, I'm stationed in Phoenix. This is home base for me. This is where Zillow started. Uh, and they have been buying up tons of homes here. And so it's interesting to look back and see how that's changed things. It seems like they almost instantly provided competition to open door and offer pad that wasn't there just because of the size and the amount of money that Zillow brings with them and the amount of data they've already had in building their brand over the last decade. And so it's interesting that you mentioned that. We were talking offline about that too. As realtors, I think a lot of us are scared of Zillow and OfferPad and Open Door and, and all these other tech companies that could quote unquote be out to get our business. Um, but, but you had an interesting thought on that around what we should really be focused on. Share that, share that with me if you don't mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, it's basically what I do with my clients where, look, I would love, and I don't blame Zillow or Redfin or Open Door for doing this. I would love to go in and say, hey, your place is, uh, you know, I, I know on the back of my mind, okay, this is a $550,000 house. Hey, you know what? We'll get you a cash offer right now for four hundred grand or four twenty-five. You know what? Here, pay some fees on top of that, but don't worry. We'll close in three days. Well, yeah, I'll go get a hard money loan too and close it in three days and make it the easiest process of your life. But I think if we actually, as, as agents in a community, educate our neighbors, essentially, that, well, wait a minute, uh, you know, realize that if we put it on the market as is for four ninety nine, you'd probably 
probably sell right away on the open market because now it'd be open to so many investors rather than a company that's going to essentially come in, undercut the value, flip it, and, and then sell it. Uh, to me, I think it's a disservice to our clients. And I think as realtors, we have a lot of educating that we can do to prevent really those companies from even being able to make it in the future as instead of maybe just, and here's a new one, instead of just Zillow estimates or Redfin estimates, which have become pretty ubiquitous, instead of just that, maybe we actually have a move-in ready condition estimate. And all of a sudden it's like sellers seeing, wait a minute, I'm getting offered 400 grand, but the move-in ready condition would be 550 and all I have to do is paint carpet? Give me a paint carpet person, come on. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them. 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I see this. I look at competition as a good thing, right? It forces those of us who want to continue to sell real estate and be in the game to sort of get better at what we're doing. And I believe that that's what you're suggesting. Of course, we could actually, what if we showed up to every listing consultation with our own instant offer, if you will? And you know what? We could bring the Zillow and open door and offer pad offer too. Uh, and we could bring our own offer because, again, it's not hard to go out and get hard money or just partner with an investor in your market area who wants to buy at a certain rate and then also say, hey, here's the fix-up value. If we just do these couple things, now which options do you want? You know what? I, I feel like that's on me to get better as a professional. I couldn't agree more. That's It's something where, look, I think the, the first agents that are going to start getting replaced by the discount services, the Purple Bricks, the Redfin, are going to be the agents that know nothing about construction, know, have zero contacts with handymen or vendors. And I think really those agents that are going to survive are going to be those agents that go into a listing presentation and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, look, there are two ways we can go here. We can go with an as-is direction. Let's clean it up. We'll probably go around this. But I, will, I, I feel remiss if I didn't mention if we spent 15000 or $10,000 or $5,000, we might be able to sell it for ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 more. want you to know this is an option and I can coordinate everything to you A to Z and get you discounts with the connections that I have. That to me is a very powerful message that all of a sudden now you make people realize, whoa, 
why would I go with a discount agent when this person's able to make me multiples of that back? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, uh, no, I, I think you nailed it. But, but I also think there's something that to even further drive home your point of why we should be doing this. I mean, Gazillo has publicly stated like they, they are shifting their entire business model. Now, they're going to still keep selling ads to us as realtors. Right? I'm not currently a customer. I should disclose that. I'm not a, I don't advertise with them. I'm not against that, though. I don't advertise with them, but they, they've said, hey, we're going to shift away, and we believe in a few years our primary source of income is actually going to be from buying and selling homes and sort of all those other services that come along with that. I mean, they've stated that to Wall Street. This is a company with like a six or seven billion dollar market cap like this is not that's not a small proclamation i mean i also believe that was the move away from uh you know when when spencer handed the reins back over to rich to to run as ceo of the company i think that was also a very symbolic move to hey we're we're shifting our strategy long term as zillow and i think if anything else we got to take that as a lesson as a sign as a signal as real estate professionals to get better at our crafts, get better at what we're doing. Otherwise they, they will take some market share from us. And if, if we don't get our shit together. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that is, that is shocking. I did not know that about Zillow, but to me, what it goes to show is it's simple. Look how much freaking opportunity there is for agents to do some educating. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, let's go instead of, uh, uh, it's, I mean, look at the business that has come out of teaching people how to wholesale real estate, which is basically what Zillow uh, is doing on, uh, you know, a tech and large scale people are doing on weekends. If we as agents took some of these principles and left some flyers and said, FYI, it can help you coordinate paint, carpet, get your place cleaned up and get market value for your place don't take any cash offer before calling me for a free console come on there's so much business to be had out there we don't even need them zillow ads <laughs> no doubt about it man I, I think you nailed it well you know they've they've i think already grown to like eight markets uh since they launched in phoenix a year ago and plan to be in something like 14 by the end of this year in 2019 uh that's pretty big expansion plans and Again, Kevin, I think you've nailed it. Like we, we've just got to get our stuff together, uh, and we've got to uh, we've got to get better as real estate professionals and bring value to our clients and our prospective clients. No doubt, hundred percent. Awesome. Well, hey, man, Kevin, I really appreciate you. You are significantly more fun to talk to than Pat. Just don't tell him I said that. Oh, awesome. I got I'll have to talk to him again next week. I know he won't listen. We'll edit that out. <laughs> So, man, I really appreciate that. I mean, listen, I know you've been on Real Estate Rockstars before, but I haven't had the opportunity yet to have you on uh, Kevin and Fred's Next Level podcast. Uh, so for those of us, again, who, who haven't connected with you, where can they find you? What's the name of your YouTube channel? And like, what's your mission there? Like, what are you doing with that YouTube channel? And uh, where can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. Biggest places, Instagram at meet Kevin, YouTube, just type in meet Kevin and uh, you'll see I post videos usually about three times a week, just uh, teaching about real estate, whether it's uh, sales, investing, passive income, and uh, what I, my favorite of all, you know, buying wedge real estate. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, uh, and if you really want to have some fun, you can Google Kevin. He's, he's, had his, he's had some fun videos and it's so much good stuff this guy's got going on. Check out his YouTube channel. Connect with him on social. Send him some referrals in Ventura. I'm sure he'd love that. And, uh, and again, from, 
On behalf of myself and Pat, Kev, thank you so much for uh, joining us on State of the Market this week with uh, Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, my pleasure. All right, man. All right, Real Estate Rockstars and Next Level Agents, have a great week, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at rebusuniversity, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.